there's a, there's a shit ton of monologues I could say. Right I don't know. I, I think of this as an optimistic movie. I don't okay. know. I think the Wachowski's got 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 a heart of gold. Okay, okay. I, I just <laughs> like this monologue a lot. Okay. Like this monologue. Oh yeah, this is the one. This is the one. I love this monologue. Kellen. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species, and I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area, and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to other areas another area there is another organism on this planet that follows that same pattern do you know what it is a virus human beings are a disease a cancer of this planet you're a plague and we are the cure we're stargazing with moises and kellen we are the cure to the virus i'm so sorry give me like two seconds <laughs> um i'm gonna grab two just in case Moises, are you doing anything um, next Wednesday? Next Wednesday? Yeah. No, but I can, I have work, but I could call off if it's something crazy. Oh, I got, I just got two early passes to West Side Story. <laughs> That's why oh, I went Oh, quiet. shit. Yeah, I can call off work for that shit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm editing that out. I'm so sorry to deflate your... <laughs> I, I can I'm so sorry. gladly call off work for that. I'm so glad. Because <sighs> okay. I didn't know. I was like, yo, who am I going to go see this in the theaters with? So now, <laughs> like, if we like it enough, we'll go see it on, like, the week of Christmas, too. Yeah, I'll take my... I got a bunch of fucking theater friends. I'll, I'll show them, like, like, oh, you thought In the Heights was good? Let's see what, <laughs> we'll see what happens. When was I'm that free. movie good? Do people like that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> people... I, I, it's hard to tell where the dislike for the movie begins and people's just general hatred of when Manuel Miranda ends, you know? I actually, like, watching the church for that, I actually, like, thought I wanted to watch it. Me too. It looks good. Anyway, um, let's work backwards. Oh, in yeah. The, so, in the Heights, uh, West Side uh, Story, Steven Spielberg, big dick filmmaker. Steven Spielberg, uh, they when the Wachowskis first met Steven Spielberg, um, this is I'm not lying to you. This is okay. serious. I okay. got it from my copious amount of research from the Wachowskis. Um, they they you know they met Spielberg and they were like, hey, do you have any advice to us? Like anything? And he said, wear comfortable shoes. That was his only piece of advice. V. Let me spell it no. out for you. let me spell it out for you, stargazers. The G O A T, okay. <laughs> but today we're talking about the G O D S, the gods of filmmaking, uh, Wachowskis. Yeah, they have not. I was just thinking because I was like thinking about like as we're about to record, it's like, oh, I should watch their other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I should. They, there's like, but when besides like you know the Matrix trilogy, like I've seen Speed Racer. There's like three more for me to watch yeah it's crazy it's only it's bound jupiter ascending um and cloud atlas yeah and that's then like, sensate their show right. their netflix show that's oh yeah i'll watch sensate i was thinking of that other fucking show that people that weird people like um no it's another show that weird people like you know that show on that there was like a netflix that people were like bring this show back the oa 
where they like do that weird dance to like stop a school shooting. Never, never heard of that. I want to watch that now. After I don't know why I'm, I don't know what I'm on today. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm derailing this. <laughs> no, no, I, I, it's good energy for the matrix. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, um, thank you for that. I, it's, it was 10 minutes ago at this point, but thank you for opening with, um, really good. It's such a good monologue. I mean, yeah. Agent Smith gets some fucking, I, I, um, Hugo Weaving is, uh, a beast. He's yeah. a fucking beast. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he I, I'm really about to put her on blast, but uh, she means well. Um, I watched this movie cause, I, um, I was home, uh, for Thanksgiving and I watched it with my mom and dad who I don't, I know my dad had never seen it. My mom claimed she did, but she may have been thinking of something else. Mm. And, what the fuck else could she be thinking of? <laughs> it's good. I don't know, Keanu. She, Keanu Reeves, like I don't know, <laughs> she may have been thinking of John Wick's. Um, okay. Um, but she said, like, at during like one of the Agent Smith monologues when they're torturing uh, Morpheus, she said, like, I can't stand this guy. He's so bad. <sighs> he's so and, he's oh and i was I, like and i was like what and she said he's a bad actor and i go oh my god and i and i was like which is I'll, I'll say he's making some choices and I he's think making some choices and they are so positive for the entire yeah. movie and i think that like my mom had a very valid reaction to those choices but yeah definitely he's it's what a computer thinks a person sounds like. He's a robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's doing like, he's Australian and he's doing this fake American accent. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, mm-hmm. he's doing another fake American accent. I'm so, while we're talking about Agent Smith, I'm so, you know, I've been trying to kind of like, with all the Matrix, they, they've been pretty very good about like the marketing for the new Matrix movie, like not giving away too much, like, I don't think anyone can confidently say what the new matrix is about, you know, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But it seems like if I had to take a guess that um, uh, Jonathan Groff is the new agent Smith, Mm -hmm. which is such a good fucking (laughs) pick. Listen guys, that's not us though. We, okay. I'm not going to speak for both of us, but I'm sure I'm speaking for both of us. Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving are going to come back guys. It's happening. Uh, I hope so. They're going to fucking come back. What if they didn't bring those two back, but they brought back uh, Joey Pantoliano? I would be fine with that. I'd be perfectly (laughs) fine with that. He's, I'm going to say it right now, out of all the, these are great performances. All, I don't think there's a, okay, there's two bad acting performances on this movie. I'm so interested to see what you think. My favorite performance is, my favorite performance is Joey Pantoliano. Like, yeah, he goes off. Yeah. Oh, I definitely want to talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just want to say real quick before we introduce what this series actually is. Um, Jonathan Groff, um, it, it's so weird, like on stage, because he's like a stage, like musical theater actor, like Broadway. He's like a very charming leading man. That's his like kind of thing, you know. But like, the, <laughs> if I know him from Mindhunter and like... <laughs> What mine under and I guess David Fincher notices it in him is like there's something not right about him. Like there's something kind of yeah. unnerving about him. Like he, you know, he plays that part very well in Mindhunter. Yeah, Holden is like not 
you know, fully there. I can't, I, I'm so excited for the new Matrix and I haven't even seen the second and third. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy to me too. Because I haven't even seen the third one. What if I hate the third one? Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's like, what if I hate two and three? <laughs> Which yeah. are like possibilities, honestly. <clears throat> I, I could see you not liking too but you definitely are gonna be like i see what they were doing i see exactly what they were I, doing. yeah i think i'll i i'm worried i'll appreciate two more than i like it you know yeah. i'm hoping to be wrong i mean i've seen that clip of morpheus on the highway and that looks like objectively oh. the the best thing ever committed to film so, so good, you know <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah christopher nolan is is uh matrix uh reloaded pilled for sure <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about that uh we'll get to that um all right, yeah, we're doing the Matrix. The, yeah, the what's this called? Stargazing it with Moises and Ke- no, stargazing enters the Matrix with Moises and Kellen. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moises, do you want to talk about like? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's fairly obvious why we're doing the Matrix now, but yeah. Um, so obviously, you guys know stargazing. We like to examine the careers of movie stars. And uh, that's why The Matrix is so appealing to us because it has so many different storylines we can follow uh, from the directors, from the what it did to the uh, movie industry and, and uh, the, the fucking amazing actors in it. But also, uh, I just went through this revelation where I watched The Matrix for like officially for the first time. Obviously, I'm an American uh, who was born in 2001. So I have uh, ingested a lot of Matrix. Wait, just you were, like you were born November 2001. Yeah, I'm 20. I'm older than you. Yeah, I'm 20. I'm a, I'm, I skipped a grade. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Oh, God um, uh, so I've ingested it just like I have ingested The Godfather, even though I've never watched it. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. You know, a bunch of other movies. Great. Just want to say Godfather, great like holiday movie, like to watch in Thanksgiving or Christmas oh, when you're home. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyways, I this year I finally decided to watch it and I watched it and I think it's the best movie ever. And I started preaching this statement to anyone who would listen to me and of course kellen is one of the only people who likes to listen to me other people listen to me but kellen is one of the people who likes to listen to me um for the record this is same way other way around and uh yeah i've gone through that revelation i think it's the best movie ever uh for various amount of reasons i've already watched it like three times since i've watched it for the first time and um i watched the second one and i love it I love it a lot too. And uh, I talked to Kellen about it. He watched the first one again. He was like, you know what? You're right. This movie's fucking awesome. He doesn't think it's the best movie ever, but he thinks it's awesome, uh, which is good enough for me. And uh, we decided, fuck it. Let's watch all the Matrix and talk about them because we could talk about these movies for hours. For the record, we decided it was edited out of the Speed Racer episode is when we decided. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was because we're talking about specifically that they're from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, uh, you better believe in the final chase of this movie when Neo's being per- the final like climax of this movie, when Neo's being pursued by the agents 
and says, I needed like an exfil point or whatever. And um, oh, what's his name? Tank, the dude at the computer. Is that the guy in the channel? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it says tank like and Dozer. Tank and Dozer. Like Tank says, there's an exit at the corner of Lake and Wabash. I, you better believe I did the like Rick Dahl lean forward and pointing thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a big thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Is it it's seemingly like takes place in Chicago, but it's clearly like it's filmed in Sydney. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, even then, it's not like it's supposed to be like Chicago like. But I think like if there if you would ask Wachowski, hey, where does it take place? They'd be like city. <laughs> yeah, this is because there's he- a point where there's like a map where they ask Tank like, hey, uh where's the nearest portal or whatever. And they, he, I saw a map and I pressed pause and it looked like Chicago, like the map of Chicago, but yeah. the lake to the right wasn't named Lake Michigan. It was called like grand water or something. Weird <laughs> Interesting. Shit. Yeah. Cause it's like an AI's approximation of like, this is what Chicago is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, that probably is the way it, it's supposed to be seen. Yeah. Um, we, we call ourselves a movie, the, the podcast about movie stars, and this allows us to talk about one of the big ones, I guess. One of the biggest ones. One of my favorites who I'd love to do a series about, a full series way. about, but it would take, so, it would, it would be really hard to like, he does, a, he's done a lot. Keanu. And it's I'm fucking Keanu. <laughs> yeah, we are, we're going to make the case for Keanu. All right. I'm, I'm going to make, I, I, I'm promising, I'm calling my shot, Babe Ruth. If you are already not of this belief, dear listener, by the end of this episode, I will convince you that Keanu Reeves is sincerely a good actor. All I was going to say was, if you don't think Keanu Reeves is a good actor, you suck my balls. That's all I was going to say. Well, that's going to really help because they're going to be like, well, if I don't think he's a good actor, I'm going to have to fucking suck Moises. It's nuts. <laughs> so he's definitely a good actor. Yeah. It's it's hard to think of how to start talking about it because it's it's yeah. the matrix. It's the yeah. matrix. I guess we should start with the well. We've already kind of talked. About, we've done somewhat of an intro. To, I think we we kind of since we kind of knew we were going to do this series, we didn't go super in depth into the Wachowskis. So, so like, well, I guess we could start there. You, I think you might know more than me. Yeah, we could. Uh, I'm again. I'm going to try to go off the top of the dome. The Wachowskis. So they are, they were, they're siblings uh, from Chicago. They've just always loved um, movies, music and such. And um, like listening to them um, talk about movies is like amazing. It's just like watching any other like great director talk about movies. Cause they just go on and on and on about like all the movies that have influenced them. And like they name shit that you've never, ever heard of before and um it's like you could tell it's a clear amount of passion from them uh but they started out as writers uh in the movie industry and um I- i'm just gonna mention it already because this is a big part of my take of the movie but uh at the time i'm not sure how to correctly um state this but they were men and they are now transgender women um, I think I think the I'm from like to refer to them by their current name instead of their dead name is what it's called. Okay. 
Um, but so, it, as we'll talk, we'll get into the, th- the more thematic elements of this movie. It is worth noting that they're both transgender uh, women. Yeah. And uh, they were writing scripts and their first script that got picked up was Assassins, uh, which then got made into a movie. Um, and they hated the movie so much that the, so much so that they tried to like take their names off of the credit mm. um, because while they did like the script they wrote, the script was not at all the movie that they saw. Um, mm. So they tried to take it out because the, w- what they say in interviews is that all the thematic elements that they wanted, all the philosophical elements that they wanted were completely taken out of the movie. And it's just like all the cool action is still in the movie. And that's about it. Um, And from there, they start getting some attention and respect in Hollywood and they have bound and they have the matrix um, Mm -hmm. two crazy scripts. Uh, (laughs) And um, I don't want to get his name wrong some uh their producer joel silver joel silver yeah but the other guy i want to talk about the other guy first for bound uh, lorenzo di bonaventura that guy um gave them a chance making bound um and they made bound and with bound there was a lot of arguments because if you've seen bound you'd understand why uh <laughs> it is such a perfect it's perfect storytelling like beat for beat there's something good happening it's like a perfect crime thriller in my opinion um Mm. and it's about two lesbian lovers um starring joy pantalano's in that he is fucking amazing in that movie (laughs) he's so good in that movie he plays an italian mafia like uh he's not a boss he's a captain he's a captain like in the sopranos um and uh, they make that movie and that uh, financial terrible, like it didn't make any money, but critical darling uh, got great reviews and critic film critics loved the movie. Uh, and from there, they got enough confidence to like, you know, start pitching this thing that they had called the Matrix. Um, and they start pitching it and no one really likes the idea because no one gets the idea. So what they decide to do is they decide to storyboard the entire movie. That's how like, that's how much, that's how much creative geniuses they are, that they already knew what movie that they were going to make. They were confident enough to storyboard it and that would get them uh, the backing to make this movie. And so they hire their comic book artist because they've also had a fucking comic book. Uh, What's that one called? Do you know the name of it? Their comic, I yeah, I have it pulled up. They didn't write; they wrote. Yeah, they wrote and it. Produced V for Vendetta, the movie. Well, no, 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 no. They have a comic. Oh, let me bring it up real quick. It's like Mondo Boy. I think that's what's called. Something like that. It's a cool name. Ecto Kid. Ecto. What the hell did I get Mondo Boy from? <laughs> Ecto Kid. Um, oh no! Write that down. That could be something. Damn it. That right? kind of sounds cool. Uh, and they get the artists from there to make their storyboard. And it's like a 600 page storyboard. And they made it in like six months, I think. Do you know um, if they've like, uh, they've put this up for sale anywhere? They've published the Matrix storyboards? I don't think so. But um, you can go on their, on the special features oh. on the 4K and on the Blu-ray, they show some of the concept art and the, storyboarding yeah i'm looking at some of the story this is like straight up a comic book 
Yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm sure there's like this book and I'm trying to find it like a brand new copy, but the brand new copies are really expensive. It's called the art of the matrix. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's storyboards in that book, but yeah, they should just, per, they should just sell the entire yeah, story. I would buy that. I would fucking buy it. And um, they do that. And then they start, you know, selling it around with this producer that they had from bound. I already forgot his name. Um, and that's what makes him confident is having that. And then um, also the other guy that you named. Uh, Joel Silver. Joel Silver. Uh, yeah. That's when he gets on board after seeing the, like, like Kellen said, it really good storyboards. Like, it looks so fucking good. And it, yeah. like, it explains everything a lot more well because you did, like, it, it was hard for them to explain this movie to people. Yeah. Uh, example, Will Smith. Well, uh, yeah. I, which we talked about already. Surprise. Uh, yeah, we done. <laughs> Just to, just uh, because if you don't want to go re- re-listen to the Wild Wild West episode, uh, which I don't think we talked <laughs> a lot about Wild Wild West in, if I remember that one correctly, but um, he right. was offered the the Wachowskis um, offered him the role Neo, and they tried to explain it to him, and he didn't fully grasp the the bullet time. I think is he said what really threw him off. Yeah, and I think. At that that point, it would have been Will Smith as Neo and Val Kilmer as Morpheus. That yeah, yeah. So weird. So weird. So, this is one that you movies, can imagine that movie, but it wouldn't be as good. There are like 12 different versions of this movie that almost existed before this one, and they're all weird. Yeah. Um, I think the only one that would have worked is they really, really wanted Johnny Depp for this. I yeah, feel like I, I could imagine him a young yeah, Johnny Depp. That's probably the, of all the people they like listed as like who who they asked, not just like who else was on the list, but like who they literally asked before they asked Keanu. Yeah, it, like I Johnny Depp's the only one I can kind of see. Uh, like they didn't even want, yeah, they didn't even want Keanu Reeves. He, he was their second choice. Yeah, which is such a, a minor miracle. Uh, another one, your boy, Nicholas Cage, was also um, offered. Let me make sure. Yeah, he was also offered Morpheus. Yeah, and like not, Samuel not Morpheus, Jackson. Neo, Neo. Nicholas Cage Samuel was offered Jackson Neo. was uh, offered Morpheus. Uh, a bunch of people were. Yeah. Obviously, Tom Cruise, because he's offered everything for for uh, any, any yeah. movie, for every single movie in existence, he's been offered something yeah. for. Um. Luckily, that year he turned it down and did Magnolia. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, DiCaprio um, accepted the role of Neo, but eventually turned it down because he he didn't want to do another VFX heavy movie after Titanic. Yeah. Um, Good for him because this movie probably would have sucked with him. It was also with anyone else. Yeah. This movie would have sucked. Yeah. And Keanu, he just has the it factor. We'll talk about that in a sec. He's got the it factor. He's like, I truly believe he's the secret sauce that makes this whole thing work. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> no, Jiu-Jitsu. Is it Jiu-Jitsu? No, he goes, he says, I know Kung Fu. And I love the like lean in Morpheus does. Yeah. He goes, show me. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, um, their Italian producer, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, at one point, he said that at one point it was sent to Sandra Bullock. With the suggestion of maybe we re- rewrite Neo as a female again, an- another just weird version Would of this Trinity movie. have stood a female. I I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say I doubt it. <laughs> but um, uh, 
let's see who else. Oh yeah, speaking of Trinity, I'm just like it's this is a, it's one of those movies. It's so fun to read who was almost in it. Janet Jackson was in the what? What the fuck? Um, uh, Selma Hayek and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, is what Jada, Jada Pinkett's in the sequels? Yeah, she is. She's a big character. Well, she's that's okay. Right. We'll get into that and reloaded. I okay, have, yeah. Okay, it's okay. weird. It gets weird. Yeah. Um, she's supposed to be returning actually. In that's what I saw. Film. Yeah, that's what I had yeah. no idea. Um, God, her and Will on the fucking PR circuit at the same time. What a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> We're going to talk about that King Richard. Oh, my God. I, I, I say this with the utmost respect. Uh, Will Smith should be jailed <laughs> for what he's been saying. From the King yeah, Richard he needs door. to... Shut the fuck up. He needs to calm down. <laughs> he needs to take chill pill. Um, and then there's all, you know, these, um, the rest of the cast who don't have nearly as many, like, it was almost this person. Um, yeah, and... Um, one thing I don't know if you want you were going to talk about this, but one thing I wanted to talk about that I think is cool is, um, of course, you know, you watch this movie. It's clear the the Wachowskis are heavily inspired by like Hong Kong action cinema. There's like a lot of traces yeah. of not in the gunfights. There's a lot of traces of John Woo, just in the terms of um, oh, what's it? I think it's called Gun Fu. Like you know, he kind of invented that style of like diving through the air in slow motion with two pistols you know firing it right like that kind of uh like sort of over the top operatic gun violence yeah there's um i i thought of it while watching this movie it there's a line i don't know if it's something that john Wu said or something a character in like hard-boiled says but it's like attributed to like john Wu's um like work and like that style of like you give a man a gun, he becomes Superman. You give a man two guns, he becomes God. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, guns are bad. We should, you know, put more restrictions on them, yada, yada. That's objectively a cool thing to say. And we'll talk about guns in this podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> We're yeah. going to talk about guns. <laughs> Super time. Oh, always a timely topic here. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Fuck guns. Um fuck uh yeah but and and that's with how many people they offered it to that speaks on how passionate they were about this project they were so desperate to get it off its ground by just adding like attaching actors to it literally anybody who will do this will make it (laughs) yeah um and And it's just just like beautifully just fell into place it's just like happy little like of you know the core four neo trinity morpheus agent smith like any one of those is someone else. I don't think it like works. Yeah, I agree. Cool. <laughs> like, like if they had fucking, um, I don't know. Like I, I love Selma Hayek. If she's Trinity, it doesn't work. <laughs> like it just, it, it, not it, at all. Not no. at all. This, she's perfect. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. So they're making the movie and, um, the universal, uh, well, sorry, not universal. Warner brothers is still like, ah, do, do we, Really, we still like we're we're gonna give these guys sixty million dollars, um, which sounds like a lot. But then you watch the movie and you're like, "Holy shit!" They did all of this with only sixty million dollars. I I was flabbergasted with a capital F. Yeah, I looked up how much this movie costs to make. There yeah. are movies that cost double this that look cheaper. <laughs> I mean, there are there are yeah. 
uh, look at the modern comedy budgets and you're like, what the fuck? Part of it was like, hey, they were like, hey, we're going to film in Australia. And that like saved them a lot of money. And then, you know, they're like, oh, we got Keanu to do it. And they're like, oh, well, Keanu, I it's guess he's a worksman. He's, he's like a he's a he's dedicated. He'll work for scale. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I'm sure I'm he didn't get paid as much money as he would have. Yeah. If he would have made this five years before in 1994. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Carrie on Moss was brand new, so they didn't have to pay her that much. Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne wasn't like on his A game at that time or anything. Um, Well, this is I mean, this is like, what, nine years after Boys in the Hood? Is Boys in the Hood from 90? When was Boys in the Hood? Um, that sounds right. I I, th- I want to say that was ninety one. Wow! So this is Holy eight shit. years after, and that was what kind of like really put him, uh, you know, into the zeit like the zeitgeist. But like, yeah, you know, he's not like he's not he he's not Denzel Washington. You know, yeah, you know, like that level, or like you know, he's not like making Brad Pitt money, or none of these people yeah. are like Brad Pitt money or anything. Yeah. Uh, and then they start making the fucking movie. Uh, the, the guy who, the guy who did the visual effects, the person who came up with the bullet time, um, this is, this might be kind of, I, I remember what I, sorry, I got off track talking about John Woo. What I wanted to say is like, this movie is very clearly, you know, inspired by like, not just like that sort of John Woo cinema, but also like Kung Fu, like Hong Kong, like wire oh, yeah. work. I, yeah. I believe it's pronounce wuxia w-x-i-a i'm not sure the exact pronunciation but essentially like wire like kind of wire heavy um genre of like chinese like those kind of movies that have like you know people like flying and like sword fighting and you know like uh, crouching tiger and dragon yeah yeah um with like slow-mo and shit yeah yeah um and so they're like heavily inspired by the not that, but of course, like lots of anime, like lots of like cyberpunk and uh, and philosophy. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, into, we'll get into that in a second. But like, I think it just where this movie succeeds, where like a lot of its imitators failed, is that they so they were so inspired by like, you know, what people in like, you know, Hong Kong cinema were doing that instead of just ripping them off, they said, no, let's go fucking hire a guy who like did this, does this, they, they, um, they hire, um, so, Yun Wuping. I've, I'm hoping I'm not butchering that, who was, um, a like action martial arts choreographer and director who like worked with Jackie Chan on Drunken Master, um, uh, in the like late seventies, like one of Jackie Chan's first, um, like starring roles. Well, yeah, they hired the fucking, the guy who does the choreography is like a legendary. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What's his name? What's his uh, name? Yoon Wu Ping, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Y U E N. Yeah. Um, and they saw I forget the movie. Let me find it. They saw him. His they saw Fist of Legend, which is he did the action choreography on, and they're like, let's get that guy. They gave him a lot of money, right? They gave him like a million dollars. They paid him a lot. He liked the script, but he hoped. You know, um, he asked for like a shit ton of money. Um, he, 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 because he was like, uh, like he hoped it would like turn them off and that failed. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to give them like what no 
American like filmmaker or like studio would agree to. He's he'd agree to it only if he had complete control of the fights, complete control of like these, you know, hand to hand action scenes. And that he'd be allowed to train the actors with his own team for four months before shooting even began. And Wachowski's are like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, while reading about this, I just had get get that sinking feeling like, oh, my God, this would never fucking happen today. And the crazy thing is, too, if none of that should happen, like John Wick probably wouldn't exist. No. God, no. Because uh, the director, co-director, co-creator. is a stuntman, like, right? Yeah, it's his stuntman. It's Keanu Reeves' stuntman on The Matrix. Like, if that, if there's small elements in this movie, if it didn't happen, it would have changed everything. If, if they were like, if they tried to pull out bullet time and it didn't work, and they're like, all right, we'll just do traditional slow-mo, the entire mm-hmm. movie industry would be different from what yeah. it is today. There'd be a lot less stupid-ass fucking jokes in like Shrek and Scary Movie and shit, starters. <laughs> yeah, that, that is fucking annoying. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to speak on another... Uh, crew member um they hired john gata for the visual effects who is the guy who figured out how to make bullet time work um which if i which he sorry go ahead i yeah yeah i I hope i'm not like saying what you were about to say if i'm correct it's just like it's like dozens of cameras all like taking pictures at the same time or recording at the same time or something even after watching a shit ton of like video behind the scenes trying to figure out how it works, I still don't completely understand. But is you're right, it is a line of a shit ton of cameras all taking pictures, a shit ton of pictures at the same time. And there's also uh coinciding with those pictures, which it's you know still photography cameras, there's also two regular video cameras, film cameras uh filming. So one filming from the starting angle and one at the last angle filming and those are shooting at like 120 frames per second 240 frames per second yeah. like they are burning through film well yeah, this is like this a, bullet a time shit free digital i mean yeah look at this in fact it's insane yeah behind the um uh, watch the behind the scenes for this if you never have the setup the equipment that they have is fucking insane it is bonkers the way that they set it up um but john gata read the script and heard about their bullet time idea and he begged to work on this movie he begged for them to hire him Um, and it's crazy too because like looking at his credits he doesn't do anything else visual effects wise (laughs) he just has the the matrix he doesn't even have matrix reloaded Matrix Revolutions and Speed Racer. That's it. That's Man. all he has under his belt. God bless. Um, hey, you know what? This, we'll give it, I'm going to give him the stargazing salute. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for thank sure. you, sir. Uh, also, reading the behind-the-scenes names is so funny. The, the one for Matrix Reloaded is called The Matrix Reloaded Preload. God. The Matrix <laughs> Revolutions Neo Realism Evolution of Bullet Time. That's fucking sick. God damn it. Uh, so yeah, thank you, John Gata, for wanting to work on this movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they so they start they after four months of training and all this convincing and all this complicated casting and Warner Brothers still not being fully confident on these two random crazy individuals' ideas. Um, they yeah. go to Australia. They start filming. 
and the first thing that they film is the intro scene uh the one of the best scenes in movie history with trinity fucking doing the goddamn splits in the air yeah kicking these motherfuckers bullet time happens i think it's everything is green it'd be as i just complained about you know it's like it's like a moment that's like even if you've never seen the movie you've like you're familiar with that moment Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to take for granted. Like this is something that people have never seen before. Never, ever seen before. You see, I'm getting fucking goosebumps. Just thinking about it. You see this woman it's, in like fucking patent leather, like really? a, cat, a cat suit. I, I don't mean this as an insult or a compliment, really cheap looking leather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it is, it, it's, um, I read it was like, it was made with cheap PVC. Okay, PVC. And leather. like, uh, yeah, the, the because of budget, like the costumes were very like Neo's coat. You know, his iconic trench coat. They said was like a, a wool fabric they bought for like three dollars a yard. Wow. You know, <laughs> like, 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 like we're saying, it's like a perfect storm. Yeah. And and you see her, she's pale as hell. She has a short haircut. Like when you see a, when you see her, you're like, she looks crazy. I've never, I've never seen a woman like this in my life. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Listen, I I can't speak for the people in 1999. Exactly. That's what I mean. In 1999. I, yeah. Again, it's a real like chicken and egg sort of situation because it's hard to tell like how, you know, like, <laughs> is this movie just like, cause you know, there's a lot to be said about the overlap of like the style of this movie and like the style of the early two thousands. Yeah. Well, they, they did it. They're the ones who made it. Yeah. So they, it's like, it's hard for me to shake, like knowing like, this is like how people fucking, you know, dressed Yeah. for years after, but this is the movie that kind of started it. Yeah. Um, and they make that scene. Um, and then they find like they show it to Warner Brothers, like, hey, this is we're start we're finally making this movie that you guys are still like weirded out about. And here, here's the first scene, here's the intro scene. And they show it to the studio heads and they're like, Okay. And after that, they don't care anymore. Like they are not worried about I mean, it. They are not well, first before they said anything, the studio executives had to go change their pants. And then Yes, you're right. <laughs> um to say one thing, um just because like um, one thing I wanted to say about, cause I mean, you know, that opening scene's like one of those things, like what hasn't been said about that opening scene, like the, the, the detail, I think that like, again, just like sells it, you know, that makes this not just a good movie, but like one of the best movies ever made. It's like that part when she's like getting chased by the agent, she crashes through the window, tumbles down the stairs. She falls to the bottom of the stairs, pulls out the two guns, aims it at the window. Instead of it just being like a moment where like she blasts whoever walks in or she just like sees that no one's there and gets up and keeps running. She like trembles aiming mm-hmm. at the window. And she's like, you, what did she say? She's like, come on, Trinity, get up, get up, like talking to herself. Yeah. She's like, come on, Trinity, put the guns down, get up. Which is such a like, I mean, a galaxy brain. Uh, just like she just I, did. Like, when the fuck have you ever seen that? She jumped through a window while spinning through the air. Yeah, but she's scared of these people. Yeah, and we've seen she's a this woman's a, a machine. We saw her like jump in midair and annihilate a dude, break his arm or whatever. 
And you know, thinking and, back to 1999, we don't know who this character is, too. Yeah. We don't know. Is this a bad guy? Uh, yeah. Is this a good guy? Well, it's also just like, uh, I meant, I, I sort of scanned the marketing for this movie. And like, I don't, the marketing never gives away w- w- like what the Matrix is, you know? Yeah. So Isn't like, the marketing literally what is the Matrix? Yeah, they sold it on that, which is, seems to be kind of what they're trying to do with the new one of like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, one of my favorite like details in this movie, because this also, it's filmed on a set of like, that they borrowed from another movie called Dark City that was made like two years before, I think. It is yeah. literally the same set from it. Yeah, um, very but similar one of my, stylistically. Yeah, same theme, like thematically kind of similar to what yeah. I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of my favorite details, and I'm probably overthinking it because I've overthinked this movie a lot. Um, when she's running, when she first gets on the roof and starts running, you see the skyline in the background. It is so fucking fake. It is that skyline. Like you press pause. You're like, that is a background. That is, mm-hmm. there's the visual effects are terrible. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> the matrix, baby. That's, that's the matrix. That's <laughs> the fucking matrix for you. You get, you get away with like, even if, cause most of the special effects I think have aged really good. Like uh, the only one that really s- s- like jumped out to me is like the spider bug thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that goes into Neo's stomach later. That there's like a shot where it's like, okay, that's like a computer thing. Yeah. But you know, you can you can make the argument like, ah, it's they're in a computer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I Whenever I, I see guess, something yeah. like bad quote unquote bad looking, I'm like, well, it's the matrix. It's <laughs> it's just fake. Where's it, it's obviously it's fake. Yeah. Cause the uh, matrix, we're watching a movie and that is a matrix. Yeah, you watch his first intro and um, it's crazy. You've never seen anything like it. Uh, Aesthetically, it's uh, not pleasing. It's really not pleasing. It's this weird, dark darkness to it with this green tint overlaid on it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that shit happens. It is fucking crazy. It's a good like, because, you know, it's a good like, I was trying to think like, because I know... You know, like I when I first saw this, like I knew through like osmosis what it was about. Of course. Yeah. And like even I kind of I've absorbed like I kind of know like how three ends and I kind of know what happens. Some of what happens in two. Like it's all kind of vague, you know, but like this you is like a 20, 20 year old series. Yeah. My dad loves these movies and three is the only one I remember. Interesting. Like I'm pretty sure I remember how three ends. I know. I, I'm, I, I don't like wanna visually. Like, I know what happens. Okay. I think. I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I, I hope I'm, I don't think I'm, it's famous. I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but like the find the rain, I'm really looking forward to. Okay. I don't know that. Okay. Okay. Now <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, it's fine. Um, um, after that opening scene immediate, cause I was, I was trying to go into the, I was trying to go into this, like, okay, let's pretend I've never seen this before. Like, what am I thinking? And that opening scene is immediately like, okay, I want to know. I want to know more. <laughs> I want to know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Then we, because even then know. we skip, it opens with a phone call. Yeah, it's digital rain, and you hear this phone call, mm-hmm. and they're basically um, just like, "Oh, we're watching this guy." Like, hey, yeah. that's it. That's all you need to know. Then we meet Neo, and I'd like to make my do here what I'm calling the case for Keanu Reeves, and I'll make Suck this my very brief. balls if you don't like yeah. Keanu Reeves as an actor. But here's what I'll, I'll here's the case, the very simple case I'll make for Keanu Reeves, and I I haven't seen all his work, but in what I have seen, good and bad movies. 
with him, I stand by this statement. And it's based off of, uh, it was something I read about John Wayne old forever ago. I can't remember. I, I tried to find the exact quote, so I may have just made it up. But I remember reading this thing about John Wayne. I believe what this person said was something like, John Wayne never said a line that he didn't believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's, and that's my case for Keanu Reeves, is that oh. every time, everything I've seen him in, no matter like he, you know, how weird his choices are, you know, because he's, he's an actor that makes choices. He makes choices. I'm like, this guy believes 100% what he's saying. Hmm. That's my, he, you know, that, that's my case. And also like, I mean, I could go on for a little bit longer than like, for example, um, I, I, I think as a whole, not just like from like an Oscar awards standpoint, I think just from like a cultural standpoint, I think we're, we really need to reevaluate what makes a good performance in our books. Because I is, totally fucking agree with you. 100%. Is Keanu Reeves in John Wick chapter three, a good performance in the same way that Denzel Washington in Philadelphia is a good performance. For example, I just pulled that out of my ass. I no, it's not. Is John Wick chapter Keanu Reeves in John Wick chapter three a good performance in the same way that Gene Kelly in Singing in the Rain is a good performance, or any of like the uh, like dancers in West Side Story? You know, like just like on a pure physical level. You know, it's why like I, I like. <laughs> I'd argue the same thing for fucking Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout. Like, I feel like yeah. that's what, that sort of physicality is something that's like, in terms of like, I think reevaluating what makes a good performer and what doesn't, I feel like like physicality is something that's like, people don't even fucking think about or care about. You know, it's all about how loud can they scream while they cry. Anyway, that's my spiel. <laughs> uh, my spiel, suck my dick and balls if you think Keanu Reeves is a bad actor. Yep. Anyway, yeah, uh, we're introducing Neo. What, what is he doing? I'm yeah. sorry, we're introducing Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Kellen, what is he doing when you see him? He's sleeping. He's sleeping. That's yeah. the first shot you see of him. He's yeah. sleeping. Uh, I just want, I, I, okay, I found the statistic. Um, I, it's that it's like 45 minutes into this movie, Keanu, uh, Neo slash Thomas Anderson has had 80 lines. And 44 of them are questions. God damn. I love that. So that's like a perfect. Can like, you send me that? Send me that link or something. I'll, I'll see. Yeah, I'll see if I could send you a link. But like, you know, he, there's something like in that, like Keanu Reeves is like his energy, like his persona is that he simultaneously is curious and wants to know more. Or is like kind of like spaced out, like you know, um, like Ted and Bill and Ted. Yeah. Or he's like this wise sage who knows something that you don't, and that's like simultaneously like. <laughs> have you seen Devil's Advocate? I have not. Okay. Is that good? I would. No, I don't know. No, I was going to see if you knew like how his performances in that because I think the other two that people like really shout out for him are Devil's Advocate, obviously, and um, my private idaho which i also have mm. not seen i need to watch uh, yeah i've heard uh, yeah fuck it maybe i'll watch it sometime soon yeah. maybe tomorrow maybe that'll be my tomorrow viewing um <laughs> yeah he's a great fucking actor and if you don't like it like there's something wrong with you and you're invited obviously yeah. to suck my dick and balls and kellen's too <laughs> yeah um 
Yeah, it's perfect for this. He's this absolutely handsome man who, like, again, playing into the aesthetic for the movie, he looks so pale. Like, yeah. he has no color. He looks like a ghost. He's white. Uh-huh. And just speaking about, like, his, um, like, how good he is as a physical actor, like, the difference, like, just, like, in how he carries himself as, like, Thomas Anderson and Neo is, like, night and day. Yeah. Like, compare him in that opening, like, office scene when he's, like, hunched over trying to run away from the agents to, like, at the end when he's, like, just standing, like, so gracefully, like, stopping the bullets, you know? <sighs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. When he lands that goddamn backflip at the, la- like, at the end of the yeah. lobby scene, is like I think that got me this time. I kind of like it jumped out at me on this um, viewing. Uh, real quick, uh, that, I, wait, is this I, the second best superhero movie ever? <laughs> I wanted to say this before I forget about it. While we're talking about physicality, uh, you know, the choreographer uh, Wu Ping Yun, um, like started off optimistic. You know, they they scheduled four months for training. But he began to worry because he's like, oh, God, these people like, you know, he's he's used to working in like Hong Kong, like martial arts cinema where all these people have been training for years. And like he's now he's working with like Keanu Reeves, who is like, you know, no stranger to this kind of stuff, but has like never done this kind of thing. Lawrence Fishburne's never done this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Neither has Hugo Weaving or Carrie Ann Moss. And so he becomes starts to go like, oh, shit, how? (laughs) But then like he like lets their style like it develop exactly he he has the choreography play to like their strengths yeah like it's lists like keanu reeves's diligence Mm -hmm. lawrence fishburne's resilience which is why like morpheus like fights like a fucking tank you know yeah um hugo weaving hugo weaving's just like precision and her and carrie ann moss is feminine grace she kind of gets yeah she's the woman so she gets pigeoned into that you know pigeonholed into that Fucking hell. you should really watch behind the scenes for the choreography it's, it's amazing I, I, I to watch should, yeah like the it's funny too the behind the scenes really is just like a montage of you know takes 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 and then like after five minutes of that it's just like some guy coming out and be like yeah this scene was like really hard to do uh <laughs> and then like it's carrie ann moss she's like yeah this scene was really hard to do and then it's fucking someone else like it's one of the wachowskis like yeah this scene was awesome mm-hmm. like it played out perfectly well and then there's another five minutes of more behind the scenes montaging it's really I, good yeah i should watch this um yeah, and we 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 find Neo, and obvi- the iconic wake up Neo pops up on his screen. Um, yeah, and then this these first couple of minutes, there's references upon references upon references. So you have like references to Alice in Wonderland. You have um, when the people who come like knock on his door asking for i'm not even sure what is, is he selling drugs what is he selling computer viruses what is he selling <laughs> he's selling like bootleg copies of grand theft auto i don't know okay and like it's the stash cyber, box it's, that it's he has so, it's so cyberpunky you know oh it is the stash box he has is like a book on nihilism like it's it's there's so many fucking like points yeah. of references that they're pulling from and yeah. like in an interview on that too um the wachowskis were like hey yeah like people always seem to point out this book that is um that is his stash box Mm -hmm. on nihilism 
uh, and people think it is a huge part of the movie. And then uh, I believe it was Lana Wachowski that was talking on this. And she was like, uh, well, yeah, th- you're right. This is a big part of the movie, but the book is empty. It's a stash box. The book is hollow. It's literally hollowed out. So good. So good. It, because, yeah, it's because like <laughs> the, it, the, it's calling this like the, the philosophy of nihilism hollow because yeah. I mean, this is a, um, it's, I mean, there's like, it's well, I think it's widely accepted. This is a very spiritual movie. Yeah. This is a movie about Neo learning to believe. Yeah. And that, that in himself and the world, you know, just in good. So of course, like, you know, <laughs> he has this book on nihilism and it's, it's hollow. He hasn't read it. <laughs> it's literally his fucking stash box. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, yeah. And, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many different reference, you know, like the the big point, like there's no point in talking about how many different like influences there are on this movie because there's just so many. But the thing I want to compare it to, and I, I, I cannot think of another movie, I'm going to say of this, of our generation, even though this came out a good two or three years before either of us were born, because it's the closest thing our generation has to i think this is our generation star wars hmm. in that like star wars the there are two things that like okay i have such a pretentious me- metaphor so bear with me you know like um what pointillism is like that style of painting which one it's like it's like tiny dots it's like that um okay you know, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that, I know that it, painting I know. of the park in france that's at the artist too they you, i always think of the part in, there's this part in ferris bueller where like a character is like staring at this like pointless painting in like of, of a child and it just keeps zooming in until you see like it's like oh that's a child but then it zooms in and it's like no it's just a bunch of dots you know yeah like you look up close and it's like this is nothing but you zoom out and you're like oh it's like both matrix and star wars is like you zoom in and you're like this this is just a, a rip off of all this other shit like you know star wars is this is just a fucking uh, that kurosawa movie mixed with flash gordon you know and like spaghetti westerns you know but you zoom out and you're like oh this is like this new original thing yeah it's like it's uh like that you know that old saying like a great was it like bad artists steal great artists borrow you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's like this is like something that just you know combines and like paints with all these different colors of things that they uh you know they're like you know, we talked about with Speed Racer, they're like growing up in like the 80s, right? Like 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, you know, they're like teenagers at that point. Like all the shit that they love that's like super nerdy and niche. And they're like, no, we're going to make this the most popular thing in the mainstream. By and it is. Them. It still yeah. is. Yeah. Because <laughs> you tell people like, hey, you want to watch this Kung Fu movie? And they're like, oh, I don't know. But you're like, you want to watch Matrix? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Holy shit. It's like Akira. I couldn't get my parents to watch Akira, but I got them to watch The Matrix, you know? Holy fucking shit. I never thought of it that way. It's, hey, you want to watch this anime movie? No, fuck no. You want to watch The Matrix? Yeah, sure. Like, Damn. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's like one of those things, like I think it's the closest thing we have to Star Wars in it. It's like someone making like a loving homage and love letter to all these things that they love. And like you know, ripping off so many different things that like, it just sort of becomes like greater than the sum of its parts. And it's like this wholly new thing 
that of course everybody rips off for the next like 20 years. The only difference I could say is because I think this is a really big part of why the Matrix is, you know, the Matrix mm-hmm. is that Star Wars has this thing where George Lucas was like, hey, here's my interpretation. This is the interpretation of the movie. Mm-hmm. The Wachowskis are not like that. They have never, ever, ever given their interpretation of the Matrix. Yeah. It's the type of movie where they're like, hey, this is yours. Interpret it how you want it. Yeah. Interpret it, interpret it how, like, what's going to affect you in your life. I have my interpretation, and I'm going to keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's Which something is, Star Wars should, did not well, do. They, I will say there is, like, one interpretation. They, they really fucking hate the whole red pill shit yeah well obviously yeah yeah. they fucking you know which is such a shame that's been like co-opted by like men's rights activists like yeah right neo-nazi bullshit assholes i mean and speaking of interpretations uh i think we may have alluded to it we i I can't remember we talked about speed racer but i just want to talk about it briefly because i don't think either of us are really the people to talk about it Mm -hmm. but like this movie has like a trans allegory yeah um i guess just the way i describe it to people um is i always tell i literally always have the same conversation i'm just like hey have you ever seen the matrix and they're like oh no i actually really have never watched it and i'm like oh well what do you think like you know you've obviously have watched it though in a way you have watched it they're like yeah i have it's this cool action movie like sci-fi action movie Mm -hmm. and then i'm like yeah it's great um but like it just adds so much more value to it because you watch the movie in 1999 Mm -hmm. and there are all these allegories that you can take from it easily um you know the bible just different pieces of philosophy just the idea of free will like the man the machine you know fuck the man yeah uh and then what a decade later both of the people who directed this movie and wrote this movie come out as trans women and you literally have to recontextualize every piece of the movie now you have to like you if you hated this movie before you have to recontextualize it now yeah It, it it brings a completely like different meaning and deeper meaning to it which is fucking amazing um it's and you just think of it in the simplest terms and you'll say, oh, it's like it is about a man who discovers, holy shit, this isn't my real body. I <laughs> yeah. now want to own my own body. Like, yeah. And I want to be what I really want to be. I don't like the, the man right. is telling me, no, 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 no. This is what you're supposed to be. And this is your life. We control it. Yeah. And the, the man also is like. like- Fuck you. This isn't my real body. I know it's not my real body. And also like a very important part of Neo's like heroic arc, like like a big, like, you know, rousing moment is when he like corrects <laughs> he corrects Agent Smith after Agent Smith dead names him, you know? Yeah. Like he says, My name's Neo. Mm-hmm. And he does that sick fucking backflip. And I mean, like the character switch was supposed to be um a man in no no wait. Yeah, a man in the Matrix and a woman in real, like in in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the real life. Obviously, that shit didn't happen. Sucks that it didn't happen, but like it, I, that's one thing that Warner Bros. Like, no, 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 you cannot do that. Like, you cannot do that. That's where they drew the line. Yeah, yeah. Although, like, I mean, watching it now, like, I, I, I think I talked about like 
I watched this movie for the first time last year, knowing that like it was viewed widely as like an allegory for you know um, b- being trans. Yeah, and I was like, well, I don't know that that might not be like as obvious as some people are making out to be. No, it's obvious. Like it um, is. Um, um, like when Neo meets Trinity, he recognizes Trinity's name from like online and says something like, I thought you were like a man or something. Yeah. And she says, a lot of people do, <laughs> you yeah. know, or something. And like Trinity, I'd say both Trinity and Switch are like androgynous in their own ways. Yeah, a little as bit. Well. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's just like trying to think of it in someone else's eyes like i can see how much like how much it has affected me in the way that i love this movie and it makes me look at different movies differently and it makes me think a little differently mm-hmm. i could just imagine like a woman watching this movie in 1999 and 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 watching like the shit that trinity does she's a <laughs> bad bitch she's a badass bitch she's fucking cool yeah dodge this and movie like movies really didn't do that before, and they do it now. It's yeah. normal now. Yeah, it's still dodge not this. Like, <sighs> yeah, dodge so this. Dope. We've been talking about this already for a long. This is going to be a. It's already movie. been an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't. We don't have to really dive deep into the no. scenes. Like, Everyone yeah. knows this passing movie. things. Pay yeah, passing things. I want to say, like about the middle chunk, because I do want to talk about like. You know, I, f- I fucking love that the ending, the last like climax. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just like what's so smart visually, you know, just on a visual, this is a very like blue and green and gray movie, like oh. kind of dark. And the moment when like Morpheus is like, all right, Neo, I'm about to cook your noggin. Here's what the, the Matrix is. It like hard cuts to this all white room, mm-hmm. no ambient noise. Yep. And like, to, to sh- just like on a visceral level how affecting that is I, I watched this movie with my mom and my dad and my dogs when that cut happens my dog started barking <laughs> oh, they just hated that's it that's crazy <laughs> or maybe my house that's is haunted insane. I don't know that, no shut up it's the matrix and uh, yeah I love that scene by the way um, cause it's like they could have done that differently they could in the beginning of the movie they could be like hey there was a war between man and machine yeah now uh machine feeds on man and there are literally farms of men but no they did it in the middle of the movie and it's so like easy to digest yep because now you love morpheus already like you already love morpheus yeah this guy's cool <laughs> uh and speaking on the the uh the way it looks with the blue gray green uh, a, a movie that greatly uh, influenced this movie is Blade Runner. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, uh, Lana Wachowski speaking on this, uh, and Lily, uh, it was it's like this great, uh, great panel that I, I would suggest everyone to listen to or, or watch. You too, Kellen. It was at, I believe at DePaul University. Uh, and it, it takes place like uh, I think they did it when around the time Jupiter Ascending was being edited. So post-production um, and they're talking just about their many influences. They take, you know, student questions. They do a bunch of stuff, uh, but they talk about Blade Runner and how aesthetically it is like one of the 
best aesthetics of a movie ever. And like the way they explain it is just like, think about it. Like the plot and the speech and everything in the movie is, it's not the best thing ever. Like the script is a complicated mess. Um, This is my, I I don't know if you've seen it Moises, but like my really, my hot take is that I think the first Blade Runner is just so fucking boring. It's boring as fuck. I really can't fuck with the first I mean, I fuck with it, but it I is need boring. To try again. I need to try. If they ever show it in theaters, like I'll go see it. I like 2049 better. Yeah, I still haven't seen 2049. And I understand that that's like a, a very unpopular opinion. <laughs> but I, uh, I, but yeah, the Blade Runner, beautiful movie. You know? Yeah, uh, and that that's why like it kind of affected them that way. Also, fuck, uh, uh, watching the special features. There's literally a. A cool thing that they did was for the special features, you know, it's usually for people who don't watch special features. Um, <laughs> what they usually do is directors, commentaries, cast and crew commentaries. But they decided specifically because at this time, special features were a big thing in the world in the 90s and early aughts um, where it come in DVDs for their commentaries. What they decided to do was to let Critics who didn't like the movie do a commentary. Philosophers who like the movie do a commentary. And the cast and crew to do a commentary. They see, did yeah. not do a commentary. Yeah, I got more. Moises, let me borrow his Blu-ray here. So I've got it. Um, critics commentary by Todd McCarthy, John Powers, and David Thompson. Um, cast and crew. Carrie Ann Moss is the only one from the cast. And then it's uh, the visual effect guy and I think the editor. Yeah. And they like did a written introduction. But yeah, yeah, like you said, they, I'm reading this off is of. a movie they really like let you know be its own entity. They let people digest it however they yeah. wanted to. Like, and even just like I was reading just the other day, uh, like an interview of Entertainment Weekly did with um the cast for you know the new one, uh, which uh, you shouldn't read Moises because it does spoil the third movie. <laughs> okay, but um, like it says, like Lana. Wait, Lana's the one directing it, right? Lily's the one that's like in quasi-retirement. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Lana, it said Lana declined to participate in the interview. Like uh, she, we emailed her questions and she sent us answers back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really fascinating how they kind of like let it be its own. And there is like a lot of like philosophical stuff, you know, it's, it's all like, I mean, I feel like it's been kind of like, beaten to death by like the early like not even early 2000s like any time you've ever tried to have a serious talk with someone who's high there's a chance that they're just like paraphrasing the matrix you know <laughs> like what if we're all yeah. just like in a fucking machine like what if this is just a simulation man it's like yeah yeah there's keanu reeves i, I saw the fucking movie dude shut up uh, taco I, bell <laughs> i wanted to i wanted <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. you want to get high again you want to smoke this other jay yeah smoke, um, smoke get get higher so you stop talking <laughs> uh in that like introduction that you're talking about to sum it up really quick um they were basically saying like hey the new let me read the first like paragraph really quick the new york Times, when the new york times demands that hollywood deliver action films that are loud dumb and obvious one might be inclined to ask with, of course, the proper deference that one must accord with such esteemed and learned publication, why? And they go on to talk about, like, you know, 
publications and media and the public want dumb, stupid action movies. And then when we want movies with an ideas, with ideas, they cannot be dumb and stupid and loud. Yeah. Yeah. So why the fuck can't we make a movie that has an idea, but is also dumb, stupid and loud? And that's exactly. why they fucking made The Matrix. Have your cake and eat it, too. It's a movie that um, I think blank check. They talk about this a lot. But I, I don't know who said this because they quote it from somebody. But The Matrix is a movie, I think they say it about Robocop, is a movie that plays just as well to the smartest person in the theater as it does to the dumbest person in the theater. Mm. You know? Yeah. You go to see Robocop if you're like, you know, the, the, like a smart person seeing Robocop. It goes like, oh, this is like a really dark um like allegorical you know sci-fi about like uh how like policehood you know like capitalism and like a police state is like dehumanizing but if you're an idiot you go and see robocop and you're like big robot man shoot people and both people enjoy the movie the same amount yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly and it's it's just funny because you think of it that way but the wachowski was like no 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 no. that is that is what we mean we literally mean this yeah because everyone's like this is groundbreaking they're like yeah "Yeah, we know we know it's groundbreaking we fucking know it is yeah and yeah like it's good (laughs) yeah uh let's talk about one of the best scenes of the movie Mm -hmm. the oracle oh yeah i i think this is my favorite scene this time it's uh um one of the best like one scene performances ever by gloria foster as the oracle r.i.p dead bitch uh and wow. she um <laughs> she gives this one scene performance uh like as this like uh, uh let's uh keep it real this magical uh magical negro trope um, yeah, a little bit but I, it, I it's fire yeah <laughs> it's but like should... really good yeah uh I, I think the Wachowskis almost, I'm not giving them, you know, I'm not like letting them off the hook or anything. I think they almost get away with it because of how colorblind the rest of their casting is. Yeah. It's, uh, how do you say it? Like unconsciously diverse. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I, I th- that's what I think, whatever I think yeah. of like the casting in it. Like, of yeah. Um, and plus in everything else they've done. Yeah, maybe except Speed Racer. <laughs> well, that's a, about a white family, I guess. So, but that's still but full, everyone like, else. And yeah, uh, surrounding them is it's yeah. very much a, I don't want to say melting pot, you know, but um, yeah, that seems great. Um, it like makes you question the movie that you're watching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's also just a, such a, like, I mean, just talking about like philosophy, I guess, or like, you haven't, fuck, you haven't watched the second one. I know, I need to. I'm really excited. They're like, it, it literally changes this, this scene in the movie. Yeah. It's like, it's such an interesting idea to me of like, maybe not free will, but like free will, fate, destiny, like how all these things intertwine, like just the idea of like, you can't know that you're going to succeed. It's when you think you're going to fail, that's when like your true potential will like come out is the idea of that, you know, that like he doesn't think he's the chosen one. Or like when, when, uh, when uh, Cypher has the fucking moment where he's like, he's about to pull the plug on Neo. He's like, if he's really the one, a if he's really the me. one, a miracle is going to stop me. And then like, the dude gets up with the gun. Yeah. 
real quick before I want to forget about it, I love Tank's energy. I've never seen. I don't think I've seen this actor in anything else, but I love his vibe. Yeah, a lot of the actors are like unknowns from Australia. Yeah, yeah. the guy playing Tank, I will. The energy he brings is like the dude on the chair. It feels like he's like his energy is like plucked straight from like an anime. Is like what I thought this time. Yeah, like kind of goofy. Yeah, kind of goofy, but he's also like, my God, his power levels, you know, and that, or that kind of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, which they replace him. Um, they replace him in the next movie. Um, oh, they do? That's a bummer. Yeah, because. Oh, no. But it's because oh, there's no. two reasons why. Oh, no. Number one, he was difficult to work with. Okay. Number two, he demanded $3 million. <laughs> okay, that's not so bad. I thought you were going to say, like, he was, like, convicted of sex crimes or no, something. No, no. But, uh, but okay. they replace him with, um, it's not like they don't, like, name. Oh, he's also, um, uh, he is um, Tommy Chong's son. Oh, yeah nice yeah that's his son um but um they don't like replace him literally like hey here's this new guy playing tank they like change his name like it's oh okay but it's it's the same character yeah um and then it's it's also just like at its core like it has such a strong like it's arguably kind of basic foundation like the hero's journey like the chosen one definitely you know like Neo and Luke Skywalker are like, you know, Morpheus and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, you know, you could like, but like, it, it, if it were- Trinity, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but the thing is like, if it, if it works, it fucking works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if it, you know. Well, it's the same exact story. It's just a completely different lens. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> if yeah. we ever become famous, that's going to be like- a, the quote they put on posters, you know, and put in like <laughs> classrooms of a, you know, someone has definitely said that before. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> um, but like speaking of that chosen one stuff, I, I'd like to talk about if I can, like the, the ending. Yeah, I hope I'm. I mean, for well, the the, the saving Morpheus, insane, incredible scene. Uh, um, the stuff. wall. My favorite scene uh, from the first time of watching this movie and still is when they are crawling in the walls that oh, is absolutely so... insane it is like cinematic bliss that's how i that's how i described it cinematic yeah. bliss yeah um they make the it, it's so it's so you know before we get to the ending it's so smart to make the agents such a, a presence it's like so scary when yeah. the agents show up they like when Neo makes a decision, like, no, I'm going to stay and fight this guy. Okay. Before we get to the ending, because the two things that I still I do want to talk about are in the mid, in the beginning. Me too, let me, think, let yeah. me talk about them really quick. Uh, one thing I really love uh, is like, he works a boring ass job. He's got an ass cheeks boss. Like <laughs> when you think about a movie and you're like, Oh, like the main character, he's got to escape. All right. What does he work? Well, he's he works a boring job wearing a white shirt and a black tie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got a shitty boss. They're not oh, trying okay. to. They're not reinventing the wheel with that because they're reinventing yeah. the wheel with other shit. Well, well <laughs> Kelly, it. it's the Matrix. Like, yeah. you, that's that's it. Like, yeah. it's that simple for a human, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is the moment that like drove me to tears. This watch was like when he's in the car with them, you know, it's raining, it's thundering outside and he's still questioning. He's fucking, he gives 20 questions in that scene. (laughs) And then they stop the car and switch looks at him. And it's like, you've been down that road. 
you know where it leads to. And the fucking shot shows the door open and it's literally just a road and it looks endless. Yeah. It's the city street and it looks endless. And that shit terrified me. Cool. It fucking terrified I got, me. I got chills. I got chills from you describing it. Uh, yeah. And like, uh, there's also that line like that jumped out to me earlier. That's like Trendy says, like, you want to know like what feels like I forget. I, I'm fucking up the line, but it's like, you want to know like what's missing. You want to know like what's keeping you up at night. Yeah. And like that sort of journey to self-fulfillment, you know, yeah. but, um, in the How about this? The- I give you the finger and you give me my phone call. That scene too, <laughs> of course. Of course, that scene. The way he looks at the middle finger is so funny. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, two things I wanted to talk, also wanted to talk about in the middle. I, well, three, real quick. The training scene with him and Morpheus is so funny. <sighs> so cool. Hell. So I think the I think shot that they use when um, Morpheus goes up like in the air, um, they had a bunch of takes of that, but the, that specific take um like jordan had hit a really good shot during the finals like the chicago bulls finals uh-huh. so they kept it in there literally in commemoration for michael jordan because they were they had the monitors you know for the movie then they had another monitor with the satellite dish showing them the bulls game and they weren't even paying attention to what was happening they were watching the bulls game Bunch of chicago people yeah <laughs> god damn it um you know come on, stop trying to hit me and hit me. So, yeah. So good. That's that Chicago attitude of like, <laughs> of like fucking, no, I'm right. I'm right. And just, I, all, I am right. Just the idea of like mind over matter. Like yeah. Co- connecting it to, is just like a really smart, like, you know, storytelling uh, thing of just like having a character's like power, what they can do is be tied literally to how much they believe in themselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Two things I want to talk about are Cypher, Joe Pantoliano, fantastic. Incredible. And and Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving. Mm -hmm. I'll start with Joe Pantoliano, because I think both of these, they're like the two villains of this movie. Agent Smith is like the bad guy, and um, Cypher is like Judas, you know, he's the betrayer. This time around, I think their motivations are so like, they're not like, trying to do the marvel movie shit of like you're like oh you're gonna like wonder if the bad guy has a point it, it feels a bit more like to, simpler than that where they're just like <laughs> i'm not sure how this played in 1999 but like cypher's whole monologue about how like ignorance is bliss bliss i wish i never took oh my the blue pill god that scene is so good incredible monologue yeah but like in an age where like i feel like every day i learn i learn more information in a single day than my ancestors learned in their entire lifetime back in the pioneer days or fucking whatever and most of that information is i learn against my will about shit i don't want to know about shit i don't care about yeah about just awful shit in the world that like i feel unhappy or knowing about so I see where Cypher's coming from is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really it, get him. You know? Well, it's literally like he is getting tricked. Yeah. He's getting tricked. Uh-huh. Like that, his downfall is, him, is nature, is human nature. Yeah. yeah. Like he knows, fuck, the real world sucks. Yeah. 
Um, I want to be eating this steak yeah. every day. Yeah. And you got steak. fucking Hugo Weaving over here just staring yeah. at him. Like, yeah. And okay. I want to say, Agent Smith, his scene with Morpheus, Agent Smith's whole oh motivation. God. Okay. Is it his whole motivation is that he hates his job, which makes him like one of the most relatable villains. In- it is so fucking good. It is so fucking he's, good. He's just tired of this shit. He hates his job. <laughs> I like, fucking I wanna- hate the smell of you guys. I want to <laughs> go work. A, I, I want my promotion. Like, that's his fucking motivation. My computer wife is like a barista for the other computers. She has the good job. <laughs> His computer oh wife is the, is the hologram Anna de Armas from Playboy oh 2049. <laughs> Just all these AIs hanging out. Holy shit. Hal from 2001's there. Um, yeah, and also, like, just, like, ha- you know, getting to, like, that final fight when Neo takes on the agents. Like, the choreography is such a great balance between, like, being graceful and stylized and still feeling, like, really brutal. Wait, I'm sorry, which scene? The, the scene at the, 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 the subway fight to the end. You know, oh, okay. Neo takes yeah. on the agents. Yeah, um, and then uh, just the scene, like, okay, so start for me, it's like starting from the the like the infamous, infamous, both infamous and famous, um, uh, scene where they're shooting up the lobby, killing all the security guards. Starting from there to the end is yeah. literally like this. This should be shit. <laughs> these scenes should not work and like the fact that they work and it's like some of the most beautiful movie making that i've ever seen like proves everything you need to know about the matrix mm-hmm. like the legacy that this movie holds those last 30 minutes prove everything about it yeah i will say if there's one thing i don't like i don't like that like techno rock music that plays oh, during fuck, that I, shit. I, I don't like that i'm sorry i mean it's just so good it's it's fantastic when he like gets shot and gets back up after Trinity. Uh, the the thing I wanted to talk about and like the thing I, the moment that like I really love from like this final stretch of the movie is when he gets shot by Agent Smith. Mm-hmm. You don't see the gunshot. No, you don't even hear it. It's like muted. You see like Agent Smith's face, Neo's face. He shudders. He looks down and he's bleeding. It's like so. That's and like, then he gets hit with the rest of the fucking ammo. Yeah, that like shot sequencing, like you can really see like the anime influences. Like that's so, that shot sequence sequence of shots is like something straight out of like Cowboy Bebop, you know? Yeah, of just like letting the action be kind of subjective, almost like what. We're- well, the the scene, the lobby scene, is straight up from uh, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, like really? In the, in the ending scene of Ghost in the Shell, there's a shootout in a lobby like a lot similar to that there's like columns mm, that she's running through oh and wow. like that she's yeah. taking cover behind and like there are shots that look straight up like it like you see the columns getting destroyed and there's, shit. there's also two scenes in bebop that are like have you seen bebop noises i have not. Bebop? you no. would really fucking like it i think i know i would it's on netflix I, now ignore i've been the, meaning to watch it yeah ignore the live action one but the, the, I still want to watch the live action one. That's oh, it's the main so reason bad. why I want to so, watch it. It's so bad. I couldn't. Really? I couldn't even. I couldn't even finish the first episode. It's like bad. damn. Yeah, that's sad. It's a shame. But the cast is good. They're not given. They're given dog shit to work with. But they're good. Like in a in a better world, like a more talented crew would like do a, an original action show with the same cast. You know, 
<laughs> like, but anyway, um, and like, it's so like, and we talked about with like the, you know, Speed Racer, but like less obviously in this one, like there's still some goofy shit in this movie. This is like, uh, there's, this is objectively kind of like, a, you know, there are parts of this that are like a little silly, but like they play it so strange. They play it so sincere. Like, I mean, you know, it's literally like a fairy tale. Trinity brings Neo back to life with a kiss, right? Love. Love resurrection. Love saves the but day. But at this point, they've beat into your head. It's mind over matter. Do you get it? Do you get yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That like, you're like, oh my God, it works. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and you, and, and you watching it, you're still also like, oh shit, Neo isn't the one. Yeah. Like he just died. Yeah. But then, then he gets brought back to your life and you're like, oh, he is the one. He just had yeah. to be told that he wasn't so that he could learn to really believe in himself. Yeah, and it's, oh, God. The Oracle's like, hey, like, you're not the one. And also letting you know, like, Morpheus really, really does think you're the one. He thinks you're the one so much that he will die. Yeah. And that makes Neo say, oh, shit, I got to save him then. Like, I can't yeah. let him die for me. I'm not even the one. Yeah. It's like you fucking idiot. That's what the one would do. That's what yeah. the one would do. You, yeah, <laughs> it's so, it's yeah, it's so, and like the oracle knows. She's and then there's that, that that too. Like again with like the Bible, it's like, oh, fuck. actually, I'm I'm gonna talk about that point next movie because yeah, go for it. But like there, we don't want to exhaust ourselves with this one. Yeah, but like you know, Trinity throughout the whole movie is like, I'm not gonna tell you what the oracle told me. I'm not gonna tell you what the oracle told me. And then she kisses him, and he's like. The Oracle told me like I would fall in love with the one. And yeah. And you're just like, wow, wow. Yeah. If I do have one flaw with this movie, it's it. I don't know if I fully believe. I like I it's this weird thing of like I shouldn't believe that Trinity's in love with Neo, but I do. You know? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's yeah, like yeah. Well, maybe. you're gonna you're gonna change your mind very fast. In the next I know, one. I know, I know, I know. The second <laughs> and third ones are all like really hammer that home. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Um, but yeah, like I mean, like I I've said this before, but like the moment when Neo, resurrected by the literal power of love, stands up, the agents open fire, and he just says, "No," like no, that, that, that Keanu Reeves, no, holds out his hand, stops the bullets midair. He like picks one out and like looks at it like, oh, he's like, neat. nice bullet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not real. It's made out of lines and code. I'm seeing the fucking Matrix. And he just, I mean, it's like you have a little and sibling. The, you, you know, you, every, we're both, you're a big brother, right? Yeah. Every big brother's done this shit where they just like block all their siblings' heads. Yeah. <laughs> Agents, Agent Smith is like, fuck this shit. I'm fed up with it. I'm going to kill him with my bare hands. Goes yeah. up to him, starts fighting him, throwing the most powerful punches. Neil, fuck you, blocks every single one. Doesn't even look. He basically no. starts like looking at his nails. Like, that's how <laughs> fucking badass he is. Starts doing that shit, turns around, fucking punches him, flies through the no, air. This no, is- he kicks him. He kicks him. Flies through the air. Neil looks at him, says, "Fuck you! I'm gonna dive into your body and make you explode." You're forgetting, like to me, the coolest thing in the entire movie. He ha- still has his leg raised in midair after kicking him, and like he slowly like moves and his arms his behind his back. I forgot yeah. about that too. Yeah, yeah, and then like it ends with the message from Neo to the world. Wait, what? <laughs> Killer, yeah. you're forgetting. You're forgetting what? 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 
He jumps into his body, makes Agent Smith explode. He looks at the other agents. They both look at each other, run away. They book it. <laughs> they're like, fuck, no. They're they, they, they are robots, and they're afraid of this person who's a human. They are in control of humans, and they're literally afraid of him. I, there's, I, I, I perused the script for this movie the other day because I was curious, like, how is it? That's literally like a comedy bit. Yeah, yeah. They're so like, and I mean, this is just like what we've been talking about. We love about the, okay, yeah, here it is. I, I, I want to go through this in the script real quick. This is what I'm talking about. I love like the, the wood chat. They just play it so straight. You know, it's so like ooey gooey, sentimental, sincere. You know, I love it. She whispers, you can't be dead. You know, I, because I love you. You hear me? Her eyes close and she kisses him, believing in all her heart that he will feel her lips and know that they speak the truth. <laughs> And then back in the hallway, he does, and they do. His eyes snap open, uh, skipping ahead. When Agent Smith rages, ch- you know, charges Neo, Agent Smith screams, his calm, machine-like expression shredding with pure rage. He rushes Neo. His attack is ferocious, but Neo blocks each blow easily. And with one quick strike to the chest, he sends Agent Smith flying backwards. For the first time since their inception, the agents know fear. <sighs> Damn, you know it's so good. <laughs> um, and then uh, the movie ends with Neo's message to the world, right? You know, yeah. he's walked a path, and now it's like he's going to act as a guide for others. And he flies into the sky, yeah, like a superhero would. Does he fly in the next two movies? Do they keep that? Yes, yes. Okay, it That's is a central to... plot point in the next movie. Okay, honestly, I don't. <laughs> This is where we would do final thoughts, but I don't think we should do. I think we should like just keep it going. We're not done talk because we're going to talk about the next one next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like I legitimately think this is the best movie of all time. Like I uh, when I first watched this movie, I watched it on drugs purposely. I did it. Um, oh, Kellen told me to stop. He walked away from his camera. I think he's grabbing his phone. He got his phone. He is sitting down. He's putting on his headphones. Um, he's talking, but he doesn't realize he's muted. Keep going. He unmuted himself. I have not eaten um, dinner. Please keep going. <laughs> I haven't ate all day. Oh, my God. So that's a bad excuse. Uh, <laughs> he, anyways, he, yeah, I watched this movie for the first time on drugs. Legal drugs, of course. Of course, yeah. legal drugs. Right, right. Um, I'm in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Um. <laughs> I watched it on drugs purposely. Uh, watching the movie, I was absolutely enthralled by it. Honestly, I might send a picture to the social media intern. He might post it of my face watching the movie for the first time. Um, I was absolutely enthralled by it. Uh, and then in the middle of the movie, I was deeply, deeply saddened. Um, and it's because of two things. One, I was like, holy shit, like the Matrix, I, I was high, I was having high thoughts, I was like, holy shit, the Matrix is real, um, and I started overthinking my entire life, because at that point in my life, I was depressed, and I was thinking about shit a lot, and then another thing happened where I got saddened, because I was like, that is when I was like, oh, this is the best movie ever, and I was saddened, because I was like, I can never make a piece of art this good, like yeah. never ever can make something this good and That's, i can make something really good but it won't beat the matrix at the end of the day it's so weird 
I don't know if I feel that fully for the Matrix, but I do feel it for Speed Racer. <laughs> I get that. Um, yeah. And then, um, like, the following weeks, I was still, like, kind of saddened by it. Like, it re- made me rethink a lot of shit in life. Um, but then uh, I started to think of it in a happy, more happy way, thinking, like, wow, I watched the best movie ever. Like, this is really cool. And it legitimately like affected the way I now think of myself in life. Uh, Cause again, I was in a low point in my life and uh, it made me rethink a lot of shit. And then I kept telling everybody it's the best movie ever. Then they're like, were you high or watching? And I said, yeah. And this actually happened with Kellen, some guy at a movie theater we were seeing, he was like, Hey, maybe you should rewatch it. Cause I don't think it's that good. And he was like, you were high while watching it. Right. And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, maybe you should rewatch it sober and see if it, it'll change. Um, that was the guy in front of us in uh, the thing. I oh. had that conversation with them. Um, and then like I rewatched it sober and I still had the exact same thoughts. I was saddened by it. Like at the end of it, I still had all the same thoughts by it. So that's when I knew for sure it was the best movie ever. <laughs> Cause high or sober, it got the same feeling from it. I was absolutely enthralled in this movie. Like couldn't stop thinking about it. My mind was only on it. Like couldn't get distracted from it made me think the same thoughts about philosophy about life about art about everything yeah that's all i wanted to say uh no final thoughts (laughs) i can't you said it yeah um join us next week for wait is that next week or is that two weeks is it two weeks next week is matrix reloaded then the week after that is king richard okay yeah and then um i believe December 7th. Yeah, we, yeah. So December, this will be coming out December 3rd. Reloaded the 10th, King Richard the 17th. Uh, Revolutions, Christmas Eve. And then um, Resurrections on New Year's Eve. And then uh, Spike X Denzel in January. But that's the future for now. Um, We'll wrap up as we always do recommendations. These could be anything, movie, book, TV show, video game, podcast, song, album, park, painting, poem, anything that Moises and I have been enjoying and want to recommend to you. Uh, go listen to anything by Rico Nasty. She is, I've been saying this for like two years now. She's like at least top three best rappers out right now. She has consistent creative projects. She is always fucking going hard. And if you like like new age rap, I would very much recommend her. Uh, if you like alter, doing air quotes right now, alternative rap alternative hip-hop very much recommend her um if you like hip-hop you would love her she has the great great attitude when she makes her music and uh just like consistent creativity and consistent album drops and shit yeah rico nasty fucking seriously one of my favorite rappers out right now um i'm reading a book i'll wait till i finish it to recommend it um uh did i recommend you could also recommend a park maybe a painting maybe even Uh, a poem um did i recommend no time to die when that came out i don't i don't know i don't think so yeah i rewatched it over thanksgiving break no time to die newest bond it's a hooter it's a holler it's a slapper it's a fucking slapper it's great watch it um and also just in case i already recommended that um johnny greenwood's uh theme song for licorice pizza came out this week and I'm I'm not listening to it. I not. haven't listened to it. Oh, no, I, it's, to it. I listen to it. It's very good. It's very good. Um, and Moises and I 
are both very excited to see that movie. So let's fucking go. So excited. That's our uh, recommendation for next week, both of ours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's it's it's guaranteed at this point. Anything else? Uh ra- intro and outro music. I guess it has to be Rage Against the Machine, right? By like Yeah. Yeah. So we'll leave you um with the Matrix fact of the week. Uh Moises, do you have something for this week? I don't, but sh- we should actually give like a should we give a real fact? I mean, they're always real. Well, I, I have um I have actually have a fact about not the matrix the movie but i have a fact about the matrix itself you know oh, okay is it the first part the he agent smith talks about how the first matrix was a utopia and like mm-hmm. it broke everyone's brains because humanity wouldn't it just humanity won't wouldn't accept a perfect paradise they need suffering right uh but the version of the matrix that neo and everyone else is in in this movie is actually the third version because the second version was this version but they had microtransactions and people got really mad about that so they had to start again um, wait through. kellen yeah don't don't microtransactions really actually exist damn that's right fuck we are in the matrix that's the matrix fact of the week we're in the matrix okay i'm kellen fuck i'm always camacho We'll see you next week with Reloaded. Suck my dick and balls if you don't like Keanu. Mine too. How long? Not long. Because what you reap is what you sow.